Hi everyone, welcome to We Should Play. We play a game every month and then discuss our different gaming experiences with each other right here on the show. It's a new month, which means we're starting a brand new game called Brutal Legend. You are encouraged to play along with us and join our discussion every week, but totally cool if you just want to sit back and enjoy the show. I'm Nina. We've got Sue and Brian as usual. I feel very excited to talk about this because we just came off of playing Alan Wake and this is a completely different vibe. How are you guys feeling? I am ready to shred this discussion. God, I'm so sorry. But yes, <laughs> Brutal Legend is such a fun switch from Alan Wake and I can't wait to talk about it with you guys. Yeah, just a slight change of vibe and uh, pacing. Got really into the uh, heavy metal, started cranking the tunes. Uh, gouged my head, wherever that is, gouged my head open, head banging to music. That's definitely what happened. It wasn't a shaving incident. It was a head banging incident from playing this game too hard. Um, and seeing that you have no battle scars, either of you, you, you clearly were playing this game incorrectly. I'm wearing black, uh, so I think that's dedication enough. I'm, I'm very metal right now. I even got my metal little flower over here. He's very hardcore. Yeah. I do feel like we're kind of like in the dark vibes today. Right? I didn't I plan so. this. We're channeling hard metal. Got that, that heavy metal vibe. By the way, if you're listening to this wherever you find your podcasts, just know we also have a video version up on Double Tap Gaming's YouTube channel if you'd like to enter to win giveaways that we do during the episodes or just chat with us in the comments. So Brutal Legends was released in 2009. It came out for Xbox 360 and PS3. It came out right after Psychonauts and it's very much a Tim Schafer style game. And it is most famously voiced by pop culture, YouTube and music icon Jack Black. Yeah, and this is like peak Jack Black too. This is coming off of like the movies like Kung Fu Panda, Nacho Libre, uh, Tropic Thunder, and of course Tenacious D in The Pick of Destiny. I see some crossover elements there, why he was probably selected for this role. This game has so many celebrities just in there for like featured voice acting. We've got Ozzy Osbourne, we've got Tim Curry, we obviously have Jack Black, we've got Lita Ford from uh, The Runaways, we've got Rob Halford from Judas Priest. Like there are so many voices that were featured. Yeah, and not even just voice actors, like you said, like these are like heavy metal, like icons yes. and gods, and it just fits so, so perfectly into this world that we're about to talk about and jump into. Uh, literally a world of heavy metal and rock. Like we said earlier, we highly encourage you to play the game along with us. So we're breaking this up into four sections, playing different parts of the main story. So today we're discussing the first five missions, quests through Lair of the Metal Queen. You don't have to play along with us and you can just watch the show, but if you're undecided as to whether you want to play or not, here's kind of a quick overview of what Brutal Legend is. So we start on Eddie Riggs, who's the ultimate roadie. He feels he was born in the wrong time because he wants to be born during a time when heavy metal was really at its raw and most purest form. He's working for this band that he's not a fan of. It's called Cabbage Boy. And after an incident on stage, he is transported into the world of God, I don't know what this world is called, but basically it's like a heavy metal universe. It's heavy metal Skyrim. Once we arrive on this world, we're basically thrown right into the action. We're gonna basically try to save this world and save humanity with the power of heavy metal and rock and roll. Okay, this is it. Your final spoiler warning. If you have any intention of playing Brutal Legends so that you can talk with us on Discord about it, go play, come back, don't take too long because we'll miss you. And if you're not playing, get ready for some hardcore heavy metal discussion. Don't say a word. Just keep walking real casual, okay? Let's do this. So before we even get into the game, there is yeah. like a movie intro. So good. 
Why don't I have a cool friend like Jack Black who leads me into record stores and then shows me secret records that are actually game universes? <laughs> yeah, what's what's really cool is it, it, it's starring Jack Black and we we the camera follows him and he's like, "Come on, follow me!" And your like point of view of like his friend or whatever, and he's taking you behind and showing you this hidden, impossible to find record that's in the back uh, behind the counter, and uh, he pulls it out and puts it on the table. And it is it actually turns into the game menu to start and the album cover is the start menu and as you like turn the page to like, you know, look at the options and stuff like that, it's actually Jack Black like it's the movie where he's like flipping the album open and and, and the whole thing is designed to look like like a seventies uh, heavy metal just vinyl record cover. I was I was hooked as soon as I saw this intro. Same. I was I was yes. so into it. I was super into it, too. It felt, like, super secretive. I don't know what was going to happen. <laughs> and are those his hands? This is a really dumb question. Are those his hands? That's actually Jack so. Black's hands. Doing the little... Because <laughs> if you're not clicking anything on the screen and you're yeah. you're just... I had to go get something to eat. And it's just his hands, like, open it, open it, <laughs> open it. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, I need to know if those are actually his hands or mm-hmm. that's just, like, a hand model. I there. know. But I, it made me think of, like, DVD it. main menus, where it's like, hey, are you going to click play movie or not? Because he's, like, <laughs> tapping his fingers on yeah. the table. It's very cool. Oh, I was super hyped to start this game after that intro. I mean, Jack Black is a national treasure at this point, so... You sure you're ready for this? Because what I hold in my hand is not just going to blow your mind. It's going to blow your soul. When you boot up the game and it shows like the double fine uh, logo, did you notice every time you do it uh, to start off, it's Jack Black screaming double fine in like a different way? Oh, it's different every time? Every time you boot it up. And then what's even cooler is I I did like two separate gameplay sessions to do this like first quarter of the game. And then as you meet and unlock and like experience other characters especially like the heavy metal rockers and stuff like that throughout the game their voices are added to the randomized cues so i think i had like ozzy osbourne singing double fine when i loaded up the game for the second time is really like little tiny touches like that are so cool in a game i love that that's such a fun easter egg because i didn't load it more than once because i just sat and played all of it but now i'm excited to play the next part so that i can listen for it that's so cool I literally just kept closing out of the game and just reopening it to see if I could hear as many uh, things as I can. <laughs> uh, so the first like real quest mission is Welcome to the Age of Metal, where Eddie is a roadie for Cabbage Boy, and they're trying to go into like their tween demographic now, so they are not heavy metal rockers, and it's not good enough for Eddie. Ever feel like you were born in the wrong time? Like you should have been born earlier? when the music was real? Like the 70s? Earlier. Like the early 70s. He goes to save one of these stupid band members. He, the <laughs> band member's climbing on the set, first of all. Where he's like, told safety not to. Hazards. He's putting out a show. I mean, why is the set there? <laughs> oh, awful. He was explicitly told not to. And I just love the way that they set it up, too. They're like, are you ready for some heavy metal? And I was like, oh, okay, I'm interested. And then it comes out, it's like this little teen bop group. Yeah, it like goes all Fall Out Boy halfway through. Yeah. yeah. And the, the manager comes over to talk to talk to him, and he's holding a, a T-Mobile sidekick. Do you remember the yeah. T-Mobile sidekick? I was 
dying. Like every teen girl at my high school had one of those T-Mobile sidekicks before like yeah. smartphones like, came out. Like font size a thousand. You could take a little, oh my God on it. Yeah, that was real cute. There are two options you could toggle on and off. There's a profanity filter and there is a blood and gore filter. Where did we go? Because I turned both filters off. I want all the gore, all the expletives that I can get in this universe. Yep, I'm on the same page. I did the exact <laughs> same thing. I was like, if I have that option, absolutely, I'm turning it on. All right, well, as the only respectable cast member to this show, <laughs> I chose to turn off the profanity for editing purposes. Um, so I really missed out. And we out appreciate that. There's a few times where he said something, like some profane term, and I can't figure out what it is. So that annoys <laughs> me now. I mean, I really like that they have that as an option for, like, if you don't want to see it. But, but I mean, I don't know who's playing this that's game that what doesn't I'm... want to. Exactly. Like, are is this for, like, a kid, like a seven-year-old? Because maybe that you should put a put down this game and maybe find a different game. And that's so funny that you said that because I didn't know if this was a kid's game or not. I didn't look at the rating for it because I'm thinking, like, Psychonauts is a kid's game. Like, mm -hmm, I'm thinking kids who played Psychonauts probably picked up Brutal Legend and then... There's like f bombs now, well, so I don't I don't know what the target audience was. Here's the thing, like in the game, I mean, the, remember the part where like early on you leave that altar, you're looking at a nun that shows up, and then it's zooming up her like super long legs, and it's like, oh, she's kind of sexy in a weird way. Um, <laughs> is that really a kid friendly moment? I don't know. I'm hard T for teen. You know, I'm actually gonna look it up right now. It's rated M. Okay. It's rated M. I guess you had to because of the F, like, you can't just assume the kid's gonna, like, turn uh, off the yeah. F-bomb, so if it's there. Okay, so wow. so it is rated M for mature. It is not a kid's that, game. Wouldn't have that made, that would have made it hard for them to sell as many copies. Is that kind of why they weren't as successful? Please let him fall. Damn it. Eddie jumps in and gets crushed by the set, and he bleeds out onto his belt buckle and then is now transported into this new metal world. Okay, so he wakes up and he sees like all these people in robes sort of praying around this ax. And he gets up and they're like praying for their master. And he's like, I'm not your master. And they're like, we know you're not. And then they start like attacking him. And through that short little combat, uh, you kind of learn his moves, which is like, he can bash with the ax. He can like shred on the guitar and cause like pyrotechnics to happen and like lightning bolts and stuff like that. Um, so basically they walk you through like a bunch of moves over this like first little battle and it's pretty, I think, intuitive. Like, did you guys struggle with the controls? No, I loved it. Yeah. And I just thought, I don't want to bash on Alan Wake too much, but again, this is such a different feel and I felt like I could actually do something with combat. This mm -hmm. is why I loved this tutorial because I felt so powerful. Like you could just zap people. You can do like electric shock with the guitar. You could set people on fire with the guitar. You have your <laughs> ax that you can just murder people with. I feel like at times I didn't even really need the tutorial, so to speak. Like I could just push a couple of the buttons. Oh, you know, uh, X does the electric attack where it hits him with lightning. Um, hold it to do this and then it's cool like you could see visually the guitar starts heating up and then if you use it too much that's how you use the guitar to use your ranged attacks like your lightning and your fireball it starts heating up and then he goes oh it's too hot gotta let it cool down like I didn't even need a tutorial to explain that to me he just did it very quickly in a voice line we get out of the temple and we get this first view of what this world looks like where we have these skulls and like the bones and like just get this fun like overview shot of everything. I thought it was so cool because 
you kind of are introduced almost immediately to what this is and what we're going to get into. Very well themed. Oh, yeah. What a great way to get your player excited. I was super hyped from the beginning because you like make your way down on this weird, super funky, like how's moving castle like contraption that'll just go <laughs> down like all the skeleton and skulls. And I wish you could have kept that thing. It was really cool. And you make your way off to the next part. Like, very clear, obviously, heavy rock inspirations in, like, 70s, 80s rock. But it looks like they almost took, like, 70s and 80s vinyl, like, disc covers and used that as the concept art. And they're like, here, take this and make a world out of it. And that's what the whole feeling is throughout the entire world. I love that. You're totally right. I think that was what they were going for. And actually, at the start of the levels, um, as we pr- progress through this game, I don't know if you guys noticed that before you start moving into a zone, you are in a poster. You're like in a heavy yeah. metal poster, and it's so cool. I wish I they would have had him facing the other way, but mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. What a cool concept. Um, uh, so you get to this next section where we have to fight these nuns. And like we said earlier about the nuns with like the really like thin legs, and <laughs> they're like made to look a little, a little sexy, and Jack Black's like, ooh. Oh, man. Don't tell me I've been slaying hot girls this whole time. Ophelia, who is a surprise cutie who was also infiltrating this like red-robed cult, and uh, before he's able to slash at her, she pulls down her little hood. It's very much like a, a meet cue moment where it's like, oh, oh, she's so pretty. Um, and um, together they kind of team up, and they have to escape the horde of cultists. And the way they escape is so cool. They build a car, which is the last thing I expected. Um, and this car makes me feel that all games should have cars. Once the car was built, I stressed out a little bit because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh no, am <laughs> I going to have to drive like and dodge and all this? But once we get to those parts where you have to use the car, I was totally fine. Yeah, it's crazy. So don't let this discourage if you if you're bad at driving in video games. It's Dina approved. I'm the worst driver in video games and I could do it. <laughs> the bridge is collapsing right behind us. Don't worry, we're way ahead of the Ah, shit, the bridge is really collapsing. There's this part with a bridge that's collapsing and we have to get across it. Yeah. And I I think I died maybe twice trying that's to dodge the yeah. dodge the falling rocks and oh, it was a little yeah. tough. Yeah, I just I just kept not listening to Ophelia until it eventually got me killed and just kept restarting. But I think I only died once or twice, but pretty fun. So this whole mission chapter ends with a cutscene. Um it goes to this guy named Deviculus, who's voiced by Tim Curry. And he's kind of setting up what might happen later by saying that a war is about to start. And it's very confusing because I don't really have the context for this, but there's like the sword with blood on it. And he's like, oh, there's the war is about to start. So Excellent. Much. That cutscene um, had so much information that happened in the span of 10 seconds. Just like, Sicoria was here. <laughs> He licks the blood. The war of blades is about to begin. Inform Demilicus of the of the war. So we're gonna start part two. Uh, to Bladehenge is what our mission is called, and we talk to Ophelia as we're continuing to drive, and she's explaining that there is an army that's going to fight for the revolution, and it's literally just her, Lars, and Lars's sister. And it's just three of them, so they're going to go meet up with them to kind of push the story along. We're going to figure out what's going on and how we can help. 
Eddie's very much a roadie in the sense where even in the introduction, he says, I'm not the star. I just help prop up the star. So I think mm. immediately him going up to Lars saying, hey, you're the real leader here. I'm just going to help you get everything together is very much kind of like, okay, I, I'm getting a sense of Eddie's personality. Like he doesn't want to be in the spotlight. But something te is telling me, you know, he was summoned for a reason, you know? Yeah, he's got to yeah. be in the spotlight. He, you see how he shreds that guitar and blows people's know. minds. There's this really cool cutscene when you get to, like, this campsite and you meet Lars and Lita, and they kind of just recap what's happened so far. Eddie explains, like, how he got there, and they're like, oh my gosh, you have the belt of Ormagodin, and you were summoned here by the Fire Beast. They're trying to build this army, but Lion White has captured most of them, and the men are in a cave somewhere, and the women are in Pleasure Tower, which they won't explain, <laughs> uh, which I thought was just, like, this hilarious dialogue about Pleasure Tower. And we're also introduced to a prophecy by Lars. Mm. Oh, uh, yes, yes. Unfortunately, the prophecy, uh, it, it seems that Eddie is the man the prophecy has foretold, um, but unfortunately, the prophecy is very vague, and it either tells you that he is here to save the world or or doom the world, so it's a little vague on that notion, so. Yeah, it's a rough translation. We'll get the dudes first, and then they can help us get the ladies. But Time to break the chains! So we find another tab slab where we get, I just think this is so funny, drop a deuce. <laughs> like. <laughs> drop a deuce. That's the name so of the car, good. and it's just gonna drop, you know. It's just got it. It's gonna <laughs> drop the deuce, because, Yes, and that's exactly what it is. It just summons our car, and I thought this was the funniest thing. Yeah. This is excellent. Also, this is just another argument for why we need cars in all games, because <laughs> I love traversing the land in this thing. I yeah. No one is stopping me from going up the side of a mountain, from running over these antler mutants. Um, it's just super fun. I just want to spend like an evening just listening to music and just running all over this town. It was a lot yeah, more open it. world than I was anticipating. I, I was expecting a much more linear game. And yeah, after mm -hmm. we get the ability to drop a deuce, um, it's like, so they, they also show us your waypoints where a lot of games, like, you know, they'll have like the mini map, think like a Grand Theft Auto map in the corner. And you just kind of, you know, you follow that to get where you need to go. But they use light beacons. So you open your map, you put a marker down, and then there's just a beacon of light from the heavens to where you need to go. And I really love that. I, I I think it's just so much more immersive. Again, keeping with that super minimalist uh, UI, I think that's one of the unspoken things about this game is how well they integrate those things. Because ultimately what happens is that whenever you use a mini-map system, you actually don't take in the landscape at all, in my opinion. You're not looking at, like, in a Grand Theft Auto game, you're not looking at the road as you're driving in Grand Theft Auto. You're literally looking at the mini-map. Like, I'm not paying... I'm paying so little attention i'm just dodging the cars other than that i'm just staring at a mini map and i miss so much of everything that's going around and it's such a cool vibrant vivid world that they created and you really get to experience all of it because of something so simple as not doing a mini map 
I could see that. I've always liked mini maps, and I really <laughs> kind of wanted almost like a Skyrim like marker at the top okay. because because like when you play like an open world like Skyrim, like you can look at other things, but you can see up at like yeah. the top where you need to go. Whereas I felt like the beacon was very hard for me to spot sometimes. Yes, because it'd be blocked by mountains or like structures, and I was like, where do I go? Because I don't see the light. Whereas I would rather have like a marker or something. But I also didn't explore too much because I was so engrossed in the story. I just wanted yeah. to get to the next point to continue and see what happens. So I didn't do a lot of exploring, actually. I kind of have to agree with both of you. Like, I like the aspect of, yeah, just exploring. It gives you a chance to explore. But I also do like, like you said, like the Skyrim minimap thing. And the beacon being blocked was an actual problem. Because I thought at one point, like, there was a highway in between me and the beacon i thought the beacon was on the highway and i was trying so yes. hard to get on the highway and then i look and it's like behind the highway i'm like oh i just yeah. wasted time right after you leave blade hedge 2 there is also another um relic that you can raise that is a garage that takes you down to meet one ozzy osborne did you see that i did not oh, no. oh. you met ozzy osborne i met ozzy osborne he how is, was that it was uh it's pretty intense he uh he is the guardian of metal so he's almost like the caretaker the guardian of metal welcomes you you get a currency and he is actually who you talk to to get power-ups and to upgrade your car to upgrade your cosmetics you can change outfits into like um almost like a gene simmons from kiss uh, style. You could change the patch on the back of your jacket. Um, there's like a bunch of stuff that you could do. And so basically whenever you do regular missions or um, side missions or story missions, you go back to him. I'll show you the mines, but I think you'll find these chains very hard to break. So Eddie drives the deuce to the crushing pit where we meet up with Lars and we've now got to recruit people for our army. Yep. Did you, any and of you try running over Lars when you first arrived to the mines? No. No. <laughs> yeah, me neither. What? But Lars explains that these men are in there hitting rocks with their heads. They got they have no tools, but they've got to break these rocks only using their skulls. They're headbangers. Uh, they're the, the headbangers. And I loved this part because you're <laughs> summoning them to kind of join your fleet to go and beat enemies in the cave, which is great. Yeah. yeah. You feel so this entire time... You feel so powerful as Eddie Riggs, just because the game is equipping you with all these cool ways to like just run over your obstacles. I don't think I hit like a hard moment in this game so far. And once you get the like headbangers going and you start traveling through those mines, you can just start gesturing to things and they will start going towards that thing and just bash it to death with their headbanging. Yeah. And they're cool. They're like, because they've been just headbanging so long, they have like these elongated, impossibly muscular necks. It's really they, gross. It's, 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 so gross. it's such Tim Schafer, like when you see it, that is like iconic Tim Schafer, like character design right there. And I like too that because you, you get them to join your ranks by like introducing them to the sounds of rock and roll. It's almost as like as if this heavy metal world doesn't actually have heavy metal in it. And you're like, bringing the power of rock and it's like you inspire them with that power of rock and roll so you play your guitar for them they're like hey that sounds pretty cool i don't know what it is but i like it 
and they all just like flood to join your ranks to fight in the army. Isn't it? Isn't it really cute how like Eddie kind of leads them too? Like as you're going through the tutorial, of, like how do you handle your your followers? There's one part oh, it's yeah. like, okay, you're learning different gestures, and at one point you're like, okay, and now you stay. I'm gonna turn around now, and if I see anyone following me, I'm gonna be really disappointed. Yes, you guys pass. But this also <laughs> does split the men into like parts yeah. because some people follow Eddie and they're the headbangers, and then you've got the other ones that go and get the enemies. Like they're trying to form a union. That was my union favorite union. line of the whole thing. Hey, boss man, those guys down there are trying to form a union. What? <laughs> <laughs> I was a guy. So cool. then that's how we're introduced to the bouncers because yeah. they're our enemies. They're like these really big dudes, but they're so easy to beat because we have a whole like horde of men with us. Yeah. I didn't do anything that entire time. Nah, I just I, pointed at people. I love that. They I took care of it. I don't want to swing my axe. Like that's why I have my interns here that they'll, they'll go do the dirty work for me. I love these guys. They made that experience really fun. Um, because I think at one point you get in and you're in the central part of the mines and you see all these guys kind of pushing the wheel with their heads and you see uh, Mittens, which is the lead, uh, Bouncer, he's the one in charge and he's like, sorry, you guys are not taking me down and you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna hurt these guys now. So basically he's gonna try to break the, um, the wheel they're all on and so you have to stop those Bouncers from destroying the pillars on which the wheel stands on and you do that by going around and kind of managing your followers to me like which pillar was attacked and i and i felt like the directing them felt a little clunky at times like i was like trying to say like go over here and attack and it would instead like send them to just go walk over to this point instead and i i, I don't know i felt like it was a little like the idea was there but it just felt kind of clunky to me nobody else it, it was also it did I, I could totally agree with you it did it it did feel a little bit clunky it also felt really short too for like all the mm. hype that you know you make it into the cave and now it's like this big moment we have to save the the people from falling off this wheel and then not only was it a tiny bit like rough in some spots it also felt like the hype built up to a very short moment mm. and i think that kind of goes for a few portions of this game where it's a lot shorter than I expected. Um, it's making me feel like we're breezing through this game. Yeah, I do think this is incredibly easy to beat. But I also will say I think this is still part of the tutorial. I still think you they're think? teaching us mm. how to do stuff. Because we we just found out that we could command people. Mm. And I think it's still trying to take it easy on us. Maybe further into the game it's going to get harder, which I'm really hoping for because I did breeze through this very fast. Yeah, because yeah. you guys all chose normal, I assume. No one went with easy. Did anybody go brutal when it came to like game mode difficulty? Just no. Normal. normal. Yeah, it I, feels like the difficulty yeah. scale is a little off, I feel like. Like Alan Wake, I felt like the normal felt like a hard in a lot of game modes, mm -hmm. whereas this one, I feel like the normal feels like an easy you think you killed them all, don't you? Well, you forgot my favorites, my managers, the ones who keep all the other workers in line. The only two I know I can always count on. Fear and pain. It's a very short boss battle, but basically you have to use your power cord to make the coal uh, that is being carted across the area fall on mittens. Uh, as he's kind of like approaching you and then he gets all dizzy and then you start beating on him with an axe and then he falls into lava terminator style so this starts Killmaster's mercy we head back to bladehenge and find ophelia just laying on the floor she was like i'm gonna free the woman and lars is like 
don't don't do that you can't do that by yourself she's like okay and then we come back and it's like <laughs> what happened to ophelia oh she tried to go free the women <laughs> <laughs> so your one job was to not free the women. <laughs> Wait for the group. We're getting the headbangers. We have an army now. Yeah. Yeah. So now we have a whole separate mission because you wouldn't follow instructions. Yep. Mm-hmm. But so, we have to go meet with the killmaster to get her some help, some medicine. I, we don't know what it's going to be. So we go to the mountain and we have to get to the top. Lars has Ophelia like thrown over his shoulder and... Um, they're like, okay, we've got to, like, get through, so our main mission is to protect them, make sure nobody dies, but we also have our headbangers with us that we learn how to mosh pit now, where they basically just headbang in a group, yeah. and it kills people. I did not have fun with this level, I don't know about you, oh. but I was very confused how to get the mosh pit thing to work, because I, I was like, do I have to push and hold Y? Do I just tap it? And I'm, like, running up, and I'm like, running up to the enemies and I'm hitting it and I'm like why are they not doing anything and then Jack Black started yelling at uh, Ophelia not Oph- what's the other girl's name Lita? Lita Lita yeah he just started yelling at Lita like come on she was like no chance and I was like what <laughs> I have no idea what was going on so once you finally get to the top of the mountain we meet the kill master he's pretty cool I so like him cool. so cool and I like this whole, like, area with, like, the spiders and the strings. Because it also yeah. still is in, like, the heavy metal theme. I mean... Uh, we've got, like, these guitar strings that are spun by spiders. Yeah, I love that so much that I want to steal it for my D&D campaign. Like, it's such a good <laughs> idea. We won't tell anybody. The internet won't tell anybody. No one yeah, will know. Just keep this it is our down, secret. Please. So the Killmaster basically says we need to get the thickest strings to save Ophelia. But his spiders can't spin them because they're too small. And the queen spider is the one that can spin the right string for us. So we are set on a mission to the lair of the metal queen. But we don't go into her lair anymore unless she bites us in half, suck out our innards, and lay her eggs in our eye sockets. We are introduced to these new enemies. They're like these spiders, but they're metal. I really like the fact that they're made of metal. <laughs> and you yeah. fight, like, all these tiny spiders, and eventually you get to, like, the main chamber of the lair, and you meet the queen, who is kind of scary, honestly. <laughs> I didn't like how big she was. I don't dislike spiders, but she freaked me out a little bit. I feel like we're past the tutorial part, like we were mm-hmm. talking about with the previous boss yep. fight being a little too easy. I felt like this had a good opportunity to be a bit more difficult. Yeah, which is another thing, is like not being able to see your health bar um, mm. during the boss battle. I thought that was very interesting. Well, throughout the whole game, you can't see your health bar. Uh, so mm. that's another thing, which I think creates a fearlessness in me, which where I'm willing to do things that I wouldn't ordinarily <laughs> do if I knew my health yes. was in a certain place. And I, it's very interesting. You bring, you bring up a good point. Yeah, there's no health bar. And I wasn't scared to just like go up to it and start... Yep. Yeah. slashing away exactly. but also with this with this fight in particular i didn't get close very often i think that's also mm-hmm. why i thought it was easy i just had range and just went in a circle yeah Same. so it was super the, easy the electricity coming down and whenever it was like shocked and stuff then i would run mm-hmm. up and just start bashing it yeah. so once i figured that out i i yeah. barely had any issues and with the with the little the little spiders power cord power cord power cord and with the bigger spiders yeah. same thing electricity mm-hmm. and then bash so um, yeah, I did. I agree with you, Brian, though. I wish it was a little bit harder. I think this was a good place to start ramping it up this, a little. 
Yeah. Like I said before, I thought the other part was a tutorial still. This is where we need to start getting harder. That took way too much time. If I'm gonna get these to the Killmaster in time, I'm gonna have to book. So we finally beat the Queen Spider and we get the strings, but we have to get them back to the Killmaster in under two minutes. And I was stressed out when the timer appeared because I hate <laughs> timed anything. Um, I freak out and my like immediate reaction is to panic. So I definitely didn't get the mission completed on my first try because I was panicking too much and didn't calm down. I was down to the wire. You know what it was? I think I made it there with like five seconds to spare. And it was, do you know when you're going up the mountain, there's this crossroads, mm -hmm. one that leads into nothing. Yes, and into one, a wall. Yep. I hit that area and I couldn't get out of it. I kept smashing back. Couldn't you turn out of it? Halfway up the mountain, I had like a minute left. And then did you get thrown out of your motorcycle at all? Uh, yeah, multiple yeah. times because I kept crashing into the yep. walls and stuff. If you crash into a wall, it sends you flying off the motorcycle and you have to run back to it. And I wound up making it with like five seconds to spare, just like you, Sue. My lord, did that get stressful at the end. I was like, mm -hmm. this is easy peasy. Lars, I can always count on you, can't I? So we, we go when Killmaster revives Ophelia by, by, by playing this amazing solo. She comes back. And she looks at Lars and she's like, thanks, Lars. I knew I could always count on you. And they have like a moment. I was, I was so mad at that moment. I was you like, I be. was the one that fought the giant spider queen. I did all this. Lars did nothing. You Lars need to channel Eddie. Nothing. You need to channel Eddie. Eddie is yes. humble. He is a roadie. We are not in the spotlight. That's exactly what I was going to say. You're a roadie. You are not the star of the show. No, but place. we were in the spotlight and we were the star of the you show. Would be a and we were the one. You were. Look what at did Lars not do? Ever the what did Lars do? What did he's Lars do? He's the leader. He's, he's what did he do? Her. He, he carried her all the way up to the mountain. Which we are I the fought and team. cleared. He's the support. We are the support I'm fighting team. on the front lines. He is supporting by carrying her. You even offered to carry her. And he was like, no, no, I got her. You need to channel the humble energy nope. of Eddie Riggs. Nope. Be humble. Hard pass. Hard pass. I did all the work. Yourself. I deserve all you the credit. And Lars took all the credit. So Lars sucks. There's my aggressive. hot take. Lars sucks. This is what could be like if the roadie got too arrogant and you're like yeah. on that path. <laughs> this is the dark path. Yeah, the dark. Brian's living out the dark timeline where like he's getting <laughs> yeah. all bitter because Lars is taking all the credit. That's a good question of the week. Guys, let us know, do you like Lars or don't you like Lars? Because Brian seems to think Lars is taking credit for our work, but we seem to acknowledge, you and me, that Lars is kind of just like the leader and we are the roadie. So let us know what you think in the comments. So overall, I really enjoyed this. I like this change of pace for the month. I loved the gameplay. I do want it to get harder, so I think I will have to dock points for that because I did feel like most of this was fairly easy to breeze through. So I'll say, I'll say a three out of five. Three out of five. Hmm. I feel good about that. Okay. I think this game is really fun. Like if you've had a hard day at work or you're really stressed out, this is the sort of game you want to put on and just like have fun. And I think that's what I felt when I was playing it. I think four to five is a good rating because I laughed. I tried to run over Lars. I freed headbangers. <laughs> I, I did music. I was playing Guitar Hero. I was playing Crazy Taxi. It was all the things I was looking for in a game. If we can bring up 
the level of difficulty um, in the next parts, then I think I'm going to have a higher rating. I'm going to give this three and a half guitars out of five because I think it has all the elements to be a fantastically great game. The difficulty needs a bit more tuning. We need, uh, it feels a little clunky control-wise at times. Beyond that, I love the world. I love the creativity. I love the open expansiveness. I love all the cameos, the characters. Everything has me kind of excited to continue on. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening. Next episode, we're gonna talk about more of Brutal Legend through the quest March to Impalement. So if you're playing along, go play those chapters and join us for the discussion next week. Make sure to answer our question of the week. We're all a little undecided on Lars, so just share your thoughts. Do you like Lars? Don't you like Lars? What do you think of him? We're gonna leave a question below in the comments. Make sure to answer. And don't forget to check out our Discord linked down below. You can check out, we have a We Should Play chat in there, spoiler free, where you can chat along with the rest of the community and us as well. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next week. Bye guys.